Is Egypt on the other side of the universe? Let's find out in episode number 47 of the Retro Rewind podcast. Apparently. Retro Rewind podcast initialized. Mission identified. Stargate 1994. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Sounded like Forrest Gump there. Stargate. Welcome to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 47. There you can find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and more. And you can also leave us a comment on the episode if you so choose. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad and designer with a disdain for dog deities. Ooh, clever. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And I predicted that Stargate would be a tragic movie. <laughs> And I'm wow. joined, yeah, right. He says with laughter. <laughs> and I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Hi, Paul. Hi, Francisco. <laughs> Are we watching Stargate? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the one we're watching. Um, but did you know this about Stargate, Paul? So even though we, it may feel like we've always had the internet, it's actually, you know, still fairly new. To the point that this movie, Stargate, was actually the first film that had an official website. Wow. Yeah. I, no, I didn't know that, but me and Anubis are like peas and carrots. <laughs> All right, Paul. <laughs> what was the first website you remember visiting? Like the first movie website you remember visiting? I may not be a smart man, but I know what a website is. <laughs> Even though I don't remember which one I visited, a movie one? I don't yeah. know. Maybe uh, well, I, mean, I think like the first X Men movie. Oh, okay, cool. But that I know I visited some before then. Okay, so I, well, I don't know. Sure, but yeah, the, the first one I can recall really is uh, pit, either Pitch Black or the Lord of the Rings uh, website. I think the little men are coming to take me away now. What did you do? <laughs> I don't and, know. The sirens are there. And we were oh, joined. From... <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Oh, they're for you. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, who are the sirens coming to get? Let's find out. We, we are joined once again by Paul's mom and friend of the show, Deb Powers. Hi, Deb. Hi, Francisco. Hi. Thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I didn't know. You may know this, Deb, but uh, in case you don't, the domesticated alien animals in the movie Stargate were actually played by horses with just costumes on them. And that is actually... And dogs. All right. There's horses in the in the close-up shots and dogs in the faraway shots. Ah, uh, okay. So uh, this actually fooled me and my wife, Christy. Uh, we thought it just looked like people, like two people, essentially, being the legs of those animals. Sometimes it was in the very, yeah. very close shots. Well, okay, then. IMDb, you have failed me. <laughs> the only reason why I know this is because I listened to the audio commentary. Oh, okay, cool. So that's more trustworthy I, coming yeah. from the director and the producer. Absolutely. I guess I should have done that. That's all right. Regardless, Deb... Ha oh, well, Deb, have you ever 
put on a costume that actually completely obscured your identity. Like people didn't know it was you. No, I don't think so Paper unless bag. it was <laughs> <laughs> unless it was a sheet over my <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing. No, I've never had worn a costume that completely obscured my Okay. Nope. No Karai Kid Shower Curtains. Got it. Um <laughs> what was your prediction for uh Stargate? I predicted that this movie would be a classic. Oh, nice. Okay. And Paul, I, don't, I think we forgot yours. What was your prediction? I predicted that Stargate would also be, no, a classic. Oh, okay. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see how those pan out. Uh, but Paul, please enter our course for this episode. Okay. Um Let's get a discussion about Stargate uh, <laughs> that came out in 1994. Kill uh, me with that, Paul. Yeah. Uh, let's have a discussion about that. Then uh, let's see what we've been up to lately and with some feedback and announcements, maybe. Sounds good. Right. Else, uh, please find our target of Stargate. I mean, yes. I know this is kind of almost like an inception thing because you're going back through time to find a movie where they go through space and time. But, you know, do your best. And Paul, I heard that for you. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Stargate. So that was about the worst trailer for an audio podcast. <laughs> I was ever, say. ever. <laughs> um, but That's yeah, I felt free to talk over. It. Exactly. No worries. Since you didn't, you couldn't see that trailer. Good listener. Uh, it said, "Behold, beware, and believe." So what did we believe our memories to be for this movie? Let's find out in our memory mind melt synopsis. A military man loses his son and is devastated over it. The same military discovers some circular portal thing they call Stargate in ancient Egypt. They get a young linguist and scientist guy, James Spader, to help operate the gate. A suicidal military commander guy, Kurt Russell, and his team go through the Stargate and find a civilization... They're similar to Egyptian times, but in another dimension. Kurt Russell will also bomb the other side if there's trouble. There's trouble on the other side as they encounter the god Ra who tries to destroy them. A big fight ensues. Kurt and James fight to make it back home, culminating in a very suspenseful ending. They succeed in blowing up the Stargate so Ra and his evil minions don't come through to our world. They all get out okay, except for the main alien dude. That was kind of right, more or less, but still. That's what we remember about Stargate. But, Paul, 
Can you give us the technicals of how it was made? Technically, this movie came out, and then a bunch of other TV shows came out. So we'll talk about the movie. Thank you. And uh, that came out in uh, October 28th of 1994. So this is the 20th anniversary. Cool. This movie was rated PG-13 and ran about 121 minutes in the theaters. It was directed by Roland Emmerich. Who also directed other famous movies? Do you know which ones? Yes, uh, you and your brother Josh. We had a, a movie off on our Independence Day episode. So, like 2012, The Patriot, Independence yeah. Day, Independence Day Two. Actually, Independence Day is now called ID Forever Part One and ID Forever Part Two. I had no idea. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, and where do you hear this stuff? IMDb. Oh. <laughs> so that's my my yes. knowledge of Roland Emmerich. Good enough. All right, <laughs> going on. It stars uh, Kurt Russell, James Spader, and uh, uh, the guy also from. Um, I was about to say, ah, brain fart. Sorry, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh yeah, let's do that. Third Rock from the front. Uh, the the fun uh, French Stewart. <laughs> He's in this before going on that. And uh, the guy who is known for wheezing the juice in Encino Man, um, he's the the old, uh, I guess, who would you call him? I the, don't uh, know. I have no he's, idea. He's the head of the about. clan, the old man. Who oh, gets oh, oh. Who makes- and he's also an Independence Day. But anyway. He is? Yeah, he's a, he plays a minor role. It kind of hits his head in the movie at the oh. beginning. Anyway. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Then there's that uh, other guy, Hopper, from Bugs Life, his brother. You know, he plays on Spin City and yep. uh, Mad About You. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. What's his name? I, I don't forget. know. Yeah. Why don't you tell oh. us how much this movie made, Paul? Richard Kind. <laughs> I'm sorry, Richard Kind. You, if, if you so or not your kind to watching him. this. Yeah. Sorry for being so unkind, like the jokes that your family receives <laughs> all the time. Uh, let's see. This movie was uh, already said. Oh, the special edition runs about 128 minutes, and the director's cut is 130 minutes. Oh, geez. But did you know that this box office? Let's see. The budget was made for 55 million, mm-hmm. and it made about. Do you know? I have no idea. Almost about 200 million. Whoa! So yes. good on you. Well done, Stargate. Yeah. Right. They were going to make uh, a sequel, but then they decided to make a bunch of TV episodes instead. <laughs> a plethora seasons. of sequels. Whoa. Yeah. Across. And there's essentially two different shows, right? SG-1 and Atlantis. Yeah. There's uh, Stargate Stargate 1. Uh-huh. And then there's uh, Stargate SG-1 is the first TV series. Mm-hmm. Stargate Atlantis is a second. And then Stargate Universe is a third. Oh, I didn't and know. And then there's, there's also Stargate Infinity in there. Wow. They do have they did some Stargate movies too to finish off the the TV series. Oh, I mean, cool. yeah, but you know, straight to DVD. You know yeah. what? For such a for so much of a TV series, that sounds like there's a lot to love in that series. But Yeah. How much was there to love in this movie? Let's start out with you, Deb. What did you what is one thing you really liked about Stargate? Well, uh the first thing I noticed, of course, was uh, when the credits came on, or the, the opening titles and all that, and it was the awesome music. 
It is very recognizable. And yes. I was and I, I I haven't seen it in a long time and I was like, Oh, I'm transported back to Stargate. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've certainly heard that score in like tons of trailers. It's used a lot and it, it, I, I really liked it. It very much felt like a combination between Jurassic Park and Independence Day. I don't know <laughs> if it was the same composer as Independence Day, but it totally sounded like that to me. David uh, Arnold was the composer, and I don't know what else he's done. David Arnold. Well done. Well, did you think is he did a good job too, Paul? Did we watch the same movie? Well, it said music by David Arnold. That's No, that's... because I don't remember. I remember thinking the music throughout the movie was good, but it wasn't memorable and it was oh that's one gosh. of the things that is like it's missing a memorable theme. Well, yeah, so, that is. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> we're not talking about the TV show, right? No, no, we're talking about okay. the movie cuz I was making sure. Because I was really surprised. Uh, um, after I watched the movie, I just had to watch the pilot of the TV episode. Did they to have the see. same theme? They did. They had that's why. So that's no, why you recognize no. it because you watched the TV. I don't I even only... Francisco recognized. Okay, it. so I didn't. All right, it wasn't that <laughs> impactful on me. Sorry. That and that's fine. But what was something that was impactful on you, Paul? Um, I liked. Uh, the main character, Daniel, played by David Spade. Um, not I David thought, Spade. What? Not D- D- James Spader. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Dirt himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the you know the doctor linguistic Jackson guy. Daniel yeah. Jackson. Yes. Yeah, him. I thought he was a a, a fun. He wasn't the everyman, but he had like you know fun quirks to bring you through uh, uh, a movie. And you know, I really liked how... The thing I liked most about his character was that the way he communicated with the aliens who just turned out to be ancient Egyptians, it seemed so authentic. It, it didn't seem... I wish I could describe Forced it better. Or made up? Or, yeah, uh... yeah. It, it just seemed like this would be the way you try to start communicating with someone else that doesn't speak the same language. It, it just had that feel to me. You, you know what it felt like to me? And this is where it kind of took me out of the movie. Hmm. If someone who was very, for lack of the better word, nerdy about linguistics, mm-hmm. I think their mannerisms about approaching somebody with linguistics wouldn't be so casual and laid back. I think he played the every man part in that role rather than essentially I think someone that involved in linguistics would be a little more um structured nervous. in how they're oh yeah nervous? no well either more nervous or structured yeah well, well I, but I oh, I think ahead, he though. I think he that was just his personality too. Right. Right. Anyway. And I, are you talking well uh, sorry, I'm curious. Are you talking, Paul? Are you talking about just his overall character? Like he should have been more nervous, or just when he is talking? I'm talking about a lot of people that I know that are extremely book smart. Uh huh. Are not converse. Um, how how do I put this? 
are not socially don't have social you, you know are is aren't as socially, socially skilled awkward. as it's weird he had he was socially awkward in some moments and not in others oh, it's okay. like he had a weird balance of like okay the way he explained the this his findings to the military uh-huh. was I, I instead of rattling off well if you see here it, if this curves around this way and this becomes this it's rather very book I think like a normal linguistics person would be mm-hmm. but I think because he's also speaking to the audience he's uh very everydayish if you know what I mean he comes across as someone who it does not keep their head in the books all the time okay yeah I can I would agree with that okay um, Deb, uh, what were your thoughts about Daniel, the character, oh, or I, James Spader? Um, or David Spade, depending on what <laughs> you <mean>. Exactly. <laughs> um, I really, I, I think he did present the, the every man in, in, uh, in most of the film. I mean, except when he was doing his linguistic stuff or his, you know, his, uh, in his field, mm-hmm. yeah. but he he definitely, especially the the thing that um, where it really made an impression was when he first approached the Stargate when it was on and he was about to go through mm. because yes. his reaction was like what I think what the your average person would react to it like yeah yeah. And, and, uh, and absorbing it all, taking it all in, yeah, 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 and the the sense of wonder and awe yes. that was, I'm like, okay, and you know, here's uh, here's uh, Jack O'Neill, you know, the uh, the colonel, the hard nosed colonel that you know, he just like he's probably scared to death, but he you know grits his teeth and just walks through. Okay, yeah. I got to be this mission, you know, <laughs> and then contrasted that with Daniel, who's like who like knows way more about it, about the whole, you know, concept behind it. Mm-hmm. And then he, he's like, wow, this is like so incredible what we're about to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. that really draws the audience in. Totally. And, he's and a good it, little actor. He's <laughs> like, he should go on and work and do more stuff. And I, I thought, uh, I, I thought it really reminded me of E.T. <laughs> I mean, I mean the 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 idea of of, uh, of him this wanting is to new. This oh. is new and exciting, oh, and okay. it's out of the ordinary. And wow, kind of a thing. That yeah. sense of wonder that uh, that you had as a kid when you watched ET. Like, oh my gosh, this is really you know an alien from outer space, and we're we're getting to you know interact with them. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. That, I that, you meant- that kind of. No, nothing else. Just the sense of wonder. <laughs> no, I, the whole objective is for them to phone home. So, yeah, uh, so nice. they're I, trying to find home. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Did either of you guys, before he walked through, hold your breath? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah. I usually do that when people go in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure I did it. I don't, I don't remember specifically if I did, but it seemed like I, I would want to at the very least. 
I don't think that's actually time. water. Oh, sure, but it so looks no. like water. And yeah. parts, yeah. Of it yeah. are, really parts of it are not. Parts of it are CGI, like with the close-up of the character. Uh, but when further back, it, it is water. But it's supposed to be water, right? Yes. Okay. It's supposed to be liquid water. Yeah, okay. Well, it's supposed to be a stargate, whatever It's supposed is. to be energy, energy things going okay. on in there. Yeah. All right, uh, Deb, let's go back to you. What is something else you liked about Stargate? Um, I liked that uh, the, the setting and all that they did to uh, accomplish the feel of another planet and how... Um, the uh, whole Egyptian thing going on. The costumes mm. were incredible. And uh, I read some of the backstory, and they were lucky enough to get a little sandstorm that they were able to film. Uh, oh, cool. As, a, as opposed to uh, just they had to make it. their own. They had to make, no, they did it with wind machines. Wow. That's and they cool. didn't. And they and they didn't do uh, all those all those people. They they used fifteen hundred extras. Crazy. So and and the temperatures they shot at in were over one hundred and twenty. Wow. So just sort of the the production aspect of it yes. was really something you really liked. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I had no idea about that stuff. Wow. Um, Paul, what was something else you liked? The idea of the spaceship being um, like in the shape of a pyramid mm -hmm. was cool, and that they used an existing pyramid to like that's really the landing bay of their spaceship. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a, a fun aspect. Yeah, totally. But I thought they did an excellent job of blending Egyptian designs with futuristic designs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially like on the. Um, the the guards of mm -hmm. when they first come in with the you know the dog face yeah. helmets and everything mm -hmm. and actually i thought those were more menacing looking than the actual like leader guy oh well, yeah absolutely yeah now i'm curious i i don't know much about stargate like i'm i'm not a huge fan or anything but it's really a wormhole okay <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna ask about the actual stargate oh i'm curious that's um, made out of alien metal <laughs> with yes with energy <laughs> that looks like water do you guys suppose are they trying is this is a story trying to say that this alien essentially went to ancient egypt on earth put this stargate there and because of its vast technology like it, it had like these dog things and the and it was raw and that was already how it was but then the human the egyptians looked at that saw how uh just how advanced it was, and then they created their gods based on that? Or do you mm -hmm. think the alien, seeing that the Egyptians used these gods, made made like equipment and weapons that would reflect those so that the Egyptians would think they were gods? I say option A. Option A? And and, and I always thought it was option B. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I always thought that in order to get them to, um, I mean, either one would work, but mm -hmm. I always thought in order to get them to believe they were their gods, they took, borrowed from their mythology so mm -hmm. that they could uh, get their uh, allegiance quickly. Yeah. I want to continue that to other worlds. Why would they still look like that, use that decor? Because on they, the were other world? they were still ancient Egyptians. They were still Egyptians on that other world. It wasn't like different people. Right. But. 
So if you want to maintain that control, you would maintain the facade that you're gods and use the same gods that the people know. Oh. Yeah, okay. B, B makes more sense to me, but yeah, it could have been either. I was just curious. So what did you think was something really good, Francisco? Um, I only have my most loved thing left. <laughs> you may have noticed I was oh ping-ponging between you guys. Can't wow. believe you. I just can't believe that. <laughs> Fine, I'll, I'll go. Um, I think that uh, Kurt Russell is underrated when it comes to drama. Oh, I really? Think, uh, I Go ahead. Some of some of the action, especially some of the action movies that he's in, he's a little corny and cheesy in times. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he does have some humor, but it's the subtleties that, uh, especially in the dra- dramatic moments, that he can do a lot with with not saying anything. Just like when we first meet him, and he's sitting on the bed uh, with the gun in his hand, and and the uh, emotions that he can portray. I think. Uh, Go, he he's underrated in that area. I you know what I agree with you that he's underrated in that area. I think of movies like Backdraft or The Thing, and he yeah. totally plays drama really well. Yeah, I, I completely or Follow Me, that. Boys. I've never seen that, but you I'll, should. I'll. It's defer a very to you. young Kurt Russell, but oh, really? uh, but uh, yeah, he plays the the bad kid, but uh, he plays that, it very well. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, for such a young actor, I was I was surprised that he did so well. And yeah. yeah, it's a lot of a range of emotion he has to go through. Cool. Yeah. Now, as far as this movie, I didn't notice it. I, I'm sure but it was you did there. Not notice it. I did not notice it. Say, I will that's say that's how good he is. He blends it. I didn't care for the gun the gun scene, not because of what it was trying to convey. I just don't think that was well. No, actually, that part I thought was fine. So I'll get to the part that I didn't like that was related to that. What, in the, the next the smoking section. scene? No, no, that wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, Deb, let's go back to you. <laughs> um, the other thing, uh, I thought they had the the Raw and his men, they had really cool weapons. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the fact that, like you said, Paul, blending old, you know, old weapon old things, ancient things with future mm-hmm. technology, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and uh, plus, I mean, now we're used to seeing that kind of stuff, but in those days, those weapons were like, oh my gosh, we've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, yeah instead of just a gun, it kind of like opens up and then yeah. fires out. Yeah, yeah, and, and then fires the, laser kind yeah. of and the, stuff. Even the little spaceships, I still think are very cool designs. Yes, I would agree with that too. And I, I liked, I've even, it looked like they used traditional animation for all the the weapons discharge, like yeah, similar yeah. to how uh, Ghostbusters, the 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 trails, yeah. the streams are animated. I mean, I, as that's what how it looks to me. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know Paul? Like uh, Star Blasters and Star Wars and things like that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I really, I thought that was very effective and yeah, I agree that the, those two, the two flyer things were a cool design and and the, the, the plasma, the plasma charges or bolts or whatever you want to call them seemed very reminiscent of Independence Day. 
Oh yeah, uh, you say that. Yeah. yeah, it was yellow as opposed to green, but I kept hearing like Will Smith, "You did not shoot that gold stuff at me." <laughs> uh, um, so let's go ahead and wrap up our like section, guys. Um, oh come on, just because you don't have any. <laughs> I have a, I have several more. Several more. Go for it. <laughs> rapid yeah. fire. R- rapid fire on Forest Dev. I liked how uh, how the guys were very brave. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about going into another universe or another part of the universe that's unknown, and and uh, you know, they were very willing to do it. And is yep. that air you're breathing? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a line from. Uh, uh, what is it? I don't know. No, it's a Galaxy Quest. Oh, oh yeah, right. that's right, that's right. And uh, and I love that that Daniel was so trusting, and this is maybe where his linguistic uh, expertise came in. Because if you're studying languages, you're uh, studying other cultures as well. Mm-hmm. And so he he kind of humanized them instead of you know this big unknown, scary. Even though they were people the the air force guys were like oh i don't know about this what do you mean we need we don't need to talk to these people we don't need to do anything with these people yeah, you know right. and daniel's like like uh hello hello here we are you know and he follows you know the uh the animal and you know he he's just like totally without fear very trusting and you know giving the benefit of the doubt I thought he's he's a very good person for first contact, you know. He oh, yeah, has the yeah. right, you know, because we've never, you know, this is the first aliens we've ever met and and you know, here's the air force armed to the teeth ready to shoot, you know, in a moment's notice and there's Daniel here. Hello, here we are. Yeah, that So was, I thought it, I thought that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was actually something that bothered Christy, my my wife, who um, if you've been listening to the show, you've heard her many times before. She didn't like that the the the, the soldiers were just so like she's like, why are they just just ready to shoot everyone down? That's how they're trained to be. I know that, but I, I mean, that's I think, the world for some people. Yes. Anyway. Well, and I think it's it's a little bit of an exaggeration having been military, mm-hmm. you know, being a military family. It's. It's a little exaggerated. Sure. I mean, okay, just... now are you are you the wife of a SEAL Team Six <laughs> member? Because that's no. essentially who who that represents. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The the people. Yeah. You don't send in firemen to. to <laughs> not that dad's a fireman, but you know what I mean. You yeah, send in yeah. the most elite, a small team of elite, like. The very the most serious team you can get. Yeah, <laughs> who make way for the rest of the troops. Yeah. Right. Right. Anyway, right. give us anyway. Uh, two more, Deb, that you really liked. Um, Paul mentioned already about Daniel being able to communicate in the cave. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was able to figure it out. I loved how, uh, because of his openness, then then the others uh, could trust him and show him the information that he needed, mm-hmm. um, how that all worked out. My other thing was, um, I loved how the, the, uh, people decided to fight for their independence at the end, how yeah. they, uh, you know, they were fighting for their freedom. They had been enslaved for thousands of years and mm-hmm. now they see a way out and, and the, uh, Stargate, 
SG1 team people have inspired them, inspired them with their um, willingness with, to fight. Right, yeah. right. And then I love it when they blew the alien out of the sky. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, at oh, the, the end with the, the yeah, bomb? Yeah, 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 I thought that was so great. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, teleport yeah. that beam, that yeah. bomb up there and blow him up. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was a good, a good, uh, that was very satisfying. And... Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very reminiscent of uh, ID4. But, uh, yes. Yeah, totally. Sensing the theme here. And even yeah. that alien looked similar in fa- well, like the facial structure. Not the big head part, but just yeah. the face looked yeah. similar to the ID4 aliens. You know, that was added at uh, like in post-production at the end to make him an alien because the story was supposed to be Oh, he's just uh, a human with uh, alien technology that got like power, um, got kind of like power hungry and was oh. oppressing these people. Oh, he was supposed to be human, but it wasn't till like post production when they were editing. You're like, you know what? Let's change this up a bit and let's make him like an alien take this form of the body because they felt uh, humans fighting human wasn't as impactful. As it like an alien versus human. Sure. Now, so, do you think? Do you suppose his guards were human, or were they mind controlled, or were they yeah human mind controlled, or actually aliens in human form? I think the TV series goes into that. Yeah, yeah, it does. That they're they're aliens. Oh, okay, they're aliens too. They're they're they're. Uh, well, it just depends on. <laughs> just depends on the situation. They could be aliens in human form, or they could be. Um, they could be s- slaves, people that they were taken from their planets and forced to serve the gods. Ah, okay. All right. Paul, hit us with your list. Quick fire. Uh, I just, uh, one more thing before oh, my big okay, thing. Perfect. It's kind of long, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but I, okay. A lot of, uh, sci-fi movies that deal with aliens, a lot of sci-fi movies that deal with aliens, uh, usually don't all right everyone speaks english or whatever language that you you're there's a universal translator they don't go into the whole linguistics yeah and i think this movie does an excellent job and makes a lot of fun moments about english it's like or you know the whole linguistics thing um like the eating of the chicken and yeah. the bok bok and exactly. uh, a chew what, yeah chicken guy or you know there's a lot of fun scenes or even like with the the boy who who is trying to act like the guy that he admires by trying to smoke yeah and and but that's through that language but that they use that opportunity to do that their lack of language that they use that opportunity and actually the director calls it the anti-smoking scene because it shows how bad it really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so, but I think they had a lot of fun scenes because of that element. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, it wasn't something that like totally struck me, but I'm not opposed to that. All right. All right, let's go around and do our most loves. I'll start because I actually, <laughs> Pretty much almost already said it. I thought the effects were really well done in this movie. From the laser blasts to the miniatures. And yeah, I thought it was... The only thing that I thought was a little off were the the dog 
guard masks. I, I like the design, but the movement or the eyes or something about them yeah. just felt very puppety, I guess. Yeah. They were. In fact, they were hard to walk around. And in fact, that's why they chose that scene where like they first landed and you couldn't really see them moving around. Mm-hmm. And but they were taking out the guards. Yeah. It's because in real life, in those costumes, it was very clunky to walk around. Yeah. Okay. So that the makes director said, This isn't really looking good. So let's <laughs> make it a POV. Yeah. And and made it really intense. And it turned out to be even better. Because yeah, oh, of yeah. That. Oh, totally. Good, good move, Roland. All right, let's move on to Deb. What is your uh, most favorite thing? What would well, make this movie a classic for you? Well, the I thought about this because I like so so many parts of it, um, but I think just the the story itself, this the whole idea of that there is a Stargate that can open up and you can travel to many other worlds. And be able to, uh, you know, make contact with uh, other cultures and other aliens and so forth. Mm-hmm. That that whole idea is just just totally amazing to me. And um, I watched the director's cut, uh, and on somewhere on there it said that the director got the Stargate idea while he was still in film school. Oh, interesting. So. Yeah, and he got together with um, with one of the other guys there, and they they worked it out, and and so he made this dream that he had in film school come true, and I think he did an awesome job. I just awesome. I just love the whole premise of the story. Very cool. All right, Paul, close us out here with, or with the love section. I think the the title Stargate. It's a lot better than wormhole for what it really is. <laughs> That's your most loved thing. No, but okay. I do like that. Uh, <laughs> no, I have to agree with my mom. The the story and the plot of uh, going to an of an alien world. It's basically getting stranded there, trying to figure out how to get back and help them out. It's like save two worlds, you know you know, our home world from an alien invasion and save their world from the oppressors. And then there's the romance in there and it's fun. It's a good, fun story. All right. Thank you, Paul. Now let's, before we get to the things we hated about Stargate, let's share some of the feedback we got from uh, Facebook and other social media channels. Uh, We asked people what they thought of this movie. And here is what some of them said. Uh, first off, Eric Michael uh, said, I've watched this so many times. The real hmm. question for me is, how does it hold up if you like the TV series? It's hard to go back and watch these characters after 10 years of SG-1 and evolving lore. If you can separate yourself from that mentally and look at them as separate creations, this being a broad foundation for the TV series, then it is still a fun and exciting movie. The great thing about this movie is how it inspired imagination. That's kind of what you guys are both saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what great sci-fi does. As science facts become more rooted in our culture, we realize how far off and how difficult space travel is. Voyager just barely left the solar system. Voyager, the spacecraft that we launched. Right. Uh, Stargate reopens these worlds of possibility where interstellar adventure is a step away. I say classic for sure. 
All righty. So thank you, Eric Michael, for that. Then uh, more more people said. Now that's kind of the high point of the conversation, and kind of kind of tails down from there. Um, uh, listener Ryan Jackson says. I kind of went through a Kurt Russell phase when I was in high school. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, hard to believe he was raised by Disney. Oh, it, was the movie you guys were talking about a Disney movie? The it was. Follow, well, follow Me, me boys. boys. Follow Me Boys. Uh, hey, he was the computer that wore tennis shoes. Really? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was that too. Oh my too. gosh. Back to Ryan's comment. All right. I, I remember the movie being fun, but I, I also seem to remember quite a few plot holes. Maybe I'm having an inception moment anyway. Uh, I would probably say nostalgic. And then uh, Eric May, who I actually uh, knew in high school. We were friends in high school. Hey, Eric, if you're listening, uh, only... So he says, only that it was on HBO like all the time. (laughs) 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 Then Aaron Wallace uh, says, I remember that I slept through 90% of it. (laughs) Oh... Uh, she missed out. <laughs> apparently. Or did uh, she? Or did she? Uh, Christy Ruiz, again, my wife, uh, was responding to Ryan's comment, plot holes? Why complain about plot holes when every single movie has them? I mean, really, if you start picking at every thread you saw, then all the movies ever would unravel, right? No. Right. Oh, not the good ones. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan counters. Not really counters, responds. That's a good point. I mean, there are plot holes, and then there are obvious facepalm plot holes. Guess I shouldn't be picky. Chrissy says, LOL, but facepalming is a fun way to pass the time during a hole-filled movie. And then I responded, it's okay, Ryan. You can be picky. Uh, (laughs) Ryan says, haha, I just read my last post, and it doesn't make sense to me. I shouldn't be on Facebook this late at night. No worries, Ryan. I think we've all been there. Is there a hole in his comment? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then Michael Kelso from the Two Dudes and an S podcast says, I remember loving this movie as a kid, not so much as an adult. Then uh, former guest host Kellen Arb said, I remember Richard Dean Anderson being amazing. Wait, (laughs) that was the TV show. I can remember thinking the effects were pretty cool as a kid, but rewatching it, even in college, it looked pretty dated. Then uh, Christy chimed in once again. I only knit two rows the entire movie, but I never saw it as a kid. I found the plot predictable, but the concept interesting. It held my interest. I think it's funny that I think it's funny that it seems so disliked. I've seen worse, like oh, say Starship Troopers, and that <laughs> brought in some comments. Kellen said, "I love Starship Troopers, though I'll admit it has it was gratuitous in every way." And I put Stargate in with Buffy. So-so movies, which launched great TV shows. Michael Kelso finishes out this conversation by saying, Starship Troopers was awesome. I'm seeing an extremely loose correlation here, thanks to Kellen and myself. Like Starship Troopers? You might not like Stargate. (laughs) (laughs) And I like Starship Troopers. So let's see how that plays out. As we move into the things we hated about Stargate. Uh, I'll go ahead and kick us off. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I mentioned earlier about uh, the scene with Kurt Russell and holding the gun. I, I agree with you, Paul. I thought that was a good way of showing his emotion and a good way of 
completely ex- giving him backstory that you don't need dialogue for is very mm-hmm. great. What I didn't like was the exposition that the that the two military guys walking to the car gave. I felt it was just a, you didn't need it, and it was a really flippant way of describing what happened to Carousel's uh, son. Going on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we live near a hospital. No worries. <laughs> People with guns, maybe. Oh. <laughs> um, so you thought it was unnecessary for them? Yeah, I didn't think they needed to go into, yeah, he, his son played with a gun, and that's why he died. I mean, I guess that's... I thought it was necessary, because you wouldn't know otherwise why he's sitting there. Maybe he's just depressed. But that, I think, really hits at home later when he connects so well with the younger people but i guess you're saying that the pictures of the boy in yeah, the room he, is enough yeah yeah but you don't you don't know he shot himself that's yeah. true but i mean i i feel like that could have been a un, i i would have preferred it's hard to know what you know i would have preferred you find out later on like they keep peppering in those moments where he's like telling the kids don't play with guns don't play with that and you, that leads to a conversation between like him and jackson or him and one of his other troops about yeah, my my son yeah. picked up my gun and and Toon killed my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped the safe on his head. <sighs> Retrorewindpodcast.com yeah, slash thirty five. The um the point is is that he's so private about what happened to his son that the, that conversation would never, he would never That's talk true. to anybody about that. Would that would break his character. Yeah. I Good get point. Then you know what? They just need to rewrite because the way it came off, it just, it fell okay. flat for me. Well, it's typical of two soldiers. And, All right. And what, they, and what they know of of their boss, they got through hearsay or, or whatever. And he said, you know, like, what's his problem? And he, oh, his son was, you know, his his son shot himself. Oh wow, that's too bad. I mean that to me yeah. that was very uh true to life. All right. I you mean that's how stuff like that is said. I give you that, Deb. In but, English. <laughs> <laughs> Deb, what was something you didn't like though about this movie? There's very little I didn't like about this movie. But <laughs> but I tried to Are you saying find there's only like one thing that you don't like that you have to wait no, to say? Okay. Uh I, I thought it was interesting that um, that Paul liked James Spader so much. I I did not. I didn't like his character. I mean, his I didn't. I liked Daniel Jackson the character, but I didn't like the actor that well. I didn't like. Oh. I don't know. And I mean, I liked him by the time by the end of the movie. I could say, okay, that was that was all right. But as we. Uh, when I watched the TV shows after that, I liked um, Michael Shanks the way he That's was. That's cheating. <laughs> now, I'm I'm just saying when I first saw the movie for the very first time and never knew about the other actor, yeah. I still felt, I, I, I thought I might have warmed up to James Spader a little bit, but uh, but I still felt the same way. And then I was kind of relieved when, when Michael Shanks was there instead. And I completely agree with you, Deb. I felt like... I felt like so much through the movie he was trying to be funny, but he just was not funny at all. Oh, and I guess that reveals my humor. <laughs> and the idea of him having allergies, 
I mean, I think that's fine, but he has him only at times, it seems, to make a comedic, um, like, it, to that bring was some funny. comedy. But then he he doesn't have it lots of other times when it would make sense that he would have that's it. That's like the, the ca- <laughs> That's Sorry. allergies. I don't know. I've had allergies. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I thought the uh, I thought they could have done without the allergies. Yeah, and, and oh, I thought it was great. They were all like going to the Stargate for the first time. Everyone's getting suited up for battle. It's yeah. getting intense. All right, does anyone have any last thing to say before we go? Achu. <laughs> I I I, th- I thought that was funny. I did think that. was All right, I did another not. point for Paul. <laughs> um, one last point I didn't like about uh, the character. Or maybe how His James Spader. No, that was fine. How he played him was for, and you were kind of touching on this a little bit, Paul, like how his character was a little modeled when it came to some situations he was one way and other yeah. situations he was another. I yeah. felt like it, it, like if we're talking about true to life, it doesn't, is not realistic to me that uh, a scientist, linguist guy would be completely steady with a gun. I mean, he just points at yeah. whoever, and he's like, "Oh, I've been doing this all the time." I mean, maybe he is a no, gun he enthusiast. The raw guy. I mean, come on. But it he's was completely way off on steady there. with his gun, though. I mean, he's no like. Yeah, oh my gosh! I, I doubt I, if I'm pointing a gun. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Doug. I I agree with that. Um, in the just to, I think the the TV producers realized that, mm-hmm. and when they continued, they had Daniel Jackson way incompetent with the gun and it took a while for him to get get good with it yeah i think that makes a lot more sense it comes naturally to some people more than others you know what sure but not people with allergies (laughs) (laughs) just kidding um i'm sorry i couldn't hear you with my ear infection what (laughs) sad Um, (laughs) sorry but paul what did you think was sad about this movie um, I thought it was ridiculous when those cool fighter ships came out uh-huh. and uh, they're at one point in the movie and they were like all spread out and they were like shooting at them and then all of a sudden the, the uh, they said hey let's all get into one little area so it's easier for them to shoot at us and i that's just ridiculous what kind of strategy is that didn't make any sense so um it's like hey you want to catch fish let's put all the fish in a barrel and so that they could shoot at it it's it didn't make sense to me i I don't really remember that part but i i believe you i'll i'll go with that i'll I'll throw my head in they were They were uh, they were they were trying to get cover because otherwise they would have mowed him down right in front of the temple. So Uh, they okay, but they all gathered together. That's the problem. (laughs) So so uh, well, they're not military, Paul. They're just peasants. No, they were both military and peasants together. Yeah, they were fine. Anyway, something else I didn't like. (laughs) <laughs> was and this is very similar to uh, a comment from our Independence Day episode but I it, and it is kind of like a plot hole like Ryan said that the computers human computers would interact with this 
alien technology of a Stargate seems a little far-fetched. No, the computers at the beginning were just turning the big wheel. And so it was saying, okay, we're going to do, we're going to move this latch on this symbol first. And the computers were just there to help move the wheel and to, and to say which ones were being um, uh, latched. But they, they didn't actually like, oh, we're going to power up this ancient wheel with computers today. I know it looks that way, but it's not. But then they're tracking where the gate's taking people. Yeah. So don't they have to have some inter- gate? That's that's going through the gate. How do they know where the gate's taking them? Because it's sending signals back to Earth. Okay, that's another thing. Paul, if you're sending a signal through space, it takes a while to get there. That's like if you're communicating like even to astronauts on the moon. It took a little bit. There's a delay. And so if you're sending a signal across the whole of space, how is it going to be getting back as quickly? Lag in the opposite direction. What? That makes no sense. Lag? Yes. Lag. You, there, yeah, there would be a whole lot of lag. So it yeah, would never. But instead of lag going like, wait for it, wait for it there, it actually comes beforehand. <laughs> so it he's, actually keeps in time. He's uh, he's pulling your leg, Francis. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm not following. What 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 quantum physics are you referring to? It's okay. opposite day where lag goes in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you on that. It doesn't make sense. Okay. All right. Um, Deb, was, was there anything else you didn't like, Deb? Yeah. Um, <gasps> Actually, I just thought of something. What well, if the signal was sent through the oh. wormhole? Because yeah, then of course that, it the says, signal is sent through the wormhole. Then they could receive it really quickly in real time. Okay. They... The soldiers could receive signals, but if they need to figure out a way to get back, how is the signal getting back? Now, once the gates close, they wouldn't be able to receive signals back. Oh. But while the gate is open, they could receive signals, like how far it's traveling. I don't remember. Wait, so when it, they closed it after the people went through? It closes by itself, like the water shuts off. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Then they, unless the gate is open, they cannot communicate. Right. And so they're tracking them only as long as the gate is open. Okay. I guess. Moving on. All right. I'm moving on. All right. Another one for Paul. Doug, we we are up to you. What was something you don't like about Stargate? Um, the... I have one more. I have this and then my, my, the one I, the thing I didn't like the most. Okay. But I thought... Um, I understand why Daniel wanted to resurrect his wife, but I thought it was kind of convenient, very convenient when there was nobody around while he's running around bringing his wife into the sarcophagus that brings her back to life. And then he leaves with her and, uh, but Ra finally does see her and Mm -hmm. then things, but I thought, I thought, okay, so He's got how many minutes before this bomb blows up? He's got like, I don't know, five minutes or so. What does he do? He gets his wife and she's dead and she runs her to the resurrection chamber and hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. 
Well, yeah, but the fact that there's nobody around. Yeah, where did those naked boys go? <laughs> <laughs> and and how would they? How would he know that it would resurrect her? I mean, I thought it only resurrected he, the alien guy if he no, had no, a host body. No, 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 no. It body. resurrected Daniel. Remember, he was dead. It was in the Daniel real movie too. died. Yeah, he got. He got. He got shot. shot. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna have to come clean. I I was Asleep pretty sl- pretty sleepy eyed toward the last parts of this movie. So uh, it's fine. So was I. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm not remember. Okay. So, but that he would. I think he what got, you said. And then, Deb, and then I do remember that part. Yeah. Yeah, and then he. Uh, and then don't you remember the aliens said that's why we we like these bodies because they're so easily repaired. Paired. All right, I guess. What's another point of contention with this movie from you, Paul? Me? I only have one more. Oh, okay. Then let me go go ahead with mine. I only have a few more as well. Um, oh, good. Only a few more points for me then. <laughs> I thought it was a, a little annoying that um, I forget if it was Daniel or or the Colonel. Oh, it was Daniel. Gave the candy to the the head guy. I'm like, yeah. wow, get this. No reason the juice guy. Alien culture addicted to candy. Nice job there. Yeah, <laughs> it's in every sci-fi movie. I suppose, including E.T. with its Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Um, they say music is the, is the universal language. No, we all know it's candy. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Okay, and here's. Wait, e- I like that. You didn't like candy? I'm like, why are you getting them addicted to candy? I felt They're like... not addicted. There's not enough there oh. to go, oh, oh, <laughs> I need my fix. <laughs> well, they ended up being human, so they probably would get addicted to candy. Oh, Actually, good. you, you know what? Money off them. Um, during, this is, uh, you pro- I don't know if you guys know this or not, but um, hmm. at the end of World War II, when the uh, Americans were occupying Japan, mm-hmm. one of the things that they uh, gave out... Free was Hershey bars, oh, okay. and and uh, that really did a lot to improve morale and oh and, really and make uh, life you know, so much better. Yeah. <laughs> well, chocolate it releases endorphins or, or yeah. something. Yeah, it helped a lot. So all right, all right, you all know. Right. And and when he was saying, you know, I need to connect with this culture, he's thinking, what can I give him that will. That will show that we have some good things to share too. Mm-hmm. The only thing he can give them is, you know, he doesn't want to give them his Kevlar. He, he's here, yeah. have a candy bar. Yeah. <laughs> you want some cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That is only a minor gripe, so I will give that to you guys as well. <laughs> Here's one thing you cannot assuage. Oh, me watch of, us. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I do not care about any of these characters. Not a one. <laughs> they were oh all gosh. just so flat to me. Okay. And I, I'm sorry your son died. What about the little died, boy that I, looks like a Neanderthal and got, got oh boy, killed? That oh, like yeah. At the He's very sad. end. The guy. The, okay, you know that one time when that one Ewok dies and you get a little sad. Yeah, I know some people rejoice over it. There's that one Aww. time where that one guy. Yeah, I always think dies. that's sad. Yeah. Okay. Do you care about? You said you think that's sad. No, the Ewok. I don't remember this guy dying, but. Oh, you were asleep again. 
Maybe. I think he missed that ball. <laughs> Regardless, I didn't. I didn't. Well, if I had seen him earlier in the movie, I didn't care about him. It didn't. Yeah, I just did not care about any of these characters. They were not. I was did not empathize with any of them. I. They. Yeah. I can't I say any other Sorry way. for you, Francisco. That's I feel fine. sorry for That's you. Fine. <laughs> it's all right. One day his heart will go <laughs> two times. <laughs> Is that a Grinch uh, reference? Yes. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, then. Oh, I already all right, said that. You're right. I can't argue. If you don't like him, you don't like him. Thank you. Fine. Ha, point for me. Yeah, you can keep that one. <laughs> And uh, with that, I th- I, it looks like I covered all the other things already. So I just have my most hated. Um, but let's start. Would you? Let's start with uh, Deb. What is the thing you you disliked most about Stargate? Okay, like I said, most of them is uh, they're they're just minor, and mm-hmm. this is also minor. But sure. it just it just kind of bugged me. Okay, you didn't um, like the minors. <laughs> The god Ra was very feminized. He was, he, they did that on purpose. They casted him. They flew him from another country because he, they wanted someone that could be either was male androgynous. or female. Yeah. Oh, he, they wanted him to be androgynous. Yes. Yeah, so that you couldn't tell. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, it annoyed me. Okay. <laughs> But that way you could, like, I don't know, please everybody, but I guess you, they didn't. It, it, I guess because uh, I, I just, I'm like, couldn't figure them out, so that kind of annoyed me. You know, mm. what is this? And, it, and I did Oh, that's why. It's because they wanted him to look more alien, but also human. So the reason they got, they tried to find someone that looked like a perfect blend between male and female. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, they accomplished their, <laughs> their goal. Woo-hoo. Point for their Paul. <laughs> You're racking them up tonight, Paul. Uh, but that doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> That, you know but th- thank you. That that does explain it. I didn't yeah. care but about it, that character either. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish they all blew up. <laughs> so you wish they had he had set off the bomb as soon as they got through the maybe. <laughs> uh, Paul, what was your tragic maker? Not necessarily a tragic maker, but I thought the most stupidest thing in all the movie is like, oh, we couldn't figure out the seventh symbol. Well, there's only 12 symbols on the whole, or however many. You just try the combination. Any hacker worth anything right? could help solve just that. Force it. Yeah, that. Okay, Paul? Paul? Yes. Yes? It wasn't one of the 12 symbols. That was the point. Because the point of origin is is uh it was one of the they said they got all the way up to the six. They just can't find the origin one. So what they do is they keep trying okay, we got to six. Now let's yeah, but try they another tried symbol. all the combinations. Okay. They, they tried all the combinations. Yes, they did. Years. They couldn't ha- otherwise they would have connected. They should have had that worm that, that Stargate open within a day. You know no, Paul. No, yes. they did not yes. have the symbol. They did. It was right there the whole time. It was right in front of us the whole time. 
Yes, but... And, and even one of the soldiers said, do you know how many combinations there are? Trying to get back. Um, yeah, there's a limited amount. Try them all. <laughs> yeah, you, and yeah, okay, fine. But if you, I will if, give you the fact that you could wind up somewhere you don't want to go. Yes, but on Earth, they could have got that open. They needed the point of origin. and They are the point of origin. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. And... And... The symbol that they used... Yeah. Was was a it was only part of one of the symbols. It wasn't the whole thing. It was either part of one of the sim- existing symbols or it was they had to add something to it. I can't remember which. But it wasn't exactly it no. wasn't exactly. Yeah. It I'm gonna is. go I'm gonna go look at the movie again. Yeah, you should, because <laughs> I don't think the wheel works that way. That's another thing I don't like. It's on there or it isn't. Either you use it or you don't. That's another thing I don't like about this movie. It causes strife between a mother and a son. It's just not (laughs) not good. It's not any strife we can't handle. All right. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that was what Paul didn't like. And here's my tragic maker. The movie. (laughs) (laughs) Close. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm watching this movie about a half hour in. And then after that, I just, without, like, I didn't time it or anything, but about, it turned out about every 15 minutes, I'd look up at the clock, be like, I have that much more left to go. It's only been 15 minutes. All right. Keep watching. I think it goes by. In the wrong mood 15, to watch this. Once goes by. How much longer? This is a two hour movie. Okay. You can do this, Francisco. You can do this. Okay. And I keep, I just keep looking back. I I I'm so bored with this movie. Oh my gosh! I know you guys can totally. It is the story. Maybe you yeah. Find it boring. Yeah, you know what? And so Deb, you were talking a little bit earlier in the, our like section about how it's so interesting. They went to this world and they're exploring it, and I felt like if they went to an a truly alien world. With an alien sighting, it may have been a lot more interesting to me, but that they're essentially just going to a facade of ancient Egypt was entirely dull to me. They went to Tatooine. They just couldn't (laughs) see I mean, sure, you have three planets or moons up in the sky, but that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. It was a couple huts in there and you're okay. (sighs) So, yeah, I got that. Okay. No no pizza hut? There's pizzas? Oh. Um, so that was the thing I hated most. It was just it was a long movie where I cared about no one and what was happening. I, I wonder, I'm probably going to rate this a classic, don't you think? <laughs> 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 but let's find out. Uh, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Is everything going all right in your life? Did you watch this? With them? Were you stressed about this, other things? This has been a, a rough week. I don't know if that would have necessarily changed my opinion, my final reign on this movie, though. Nevertheless, let's begin with Deb. Please tell us if you'd rate Stargate a classic you'd recommend it to anyone or a nostalgic you would recommend it to only people who've seen it before or a tragic you wouldn't recommend it to anyone i would recommend this to 
anybody. You have got to see this movie. It's awesome. But if you don't like science fiction, don't watch it. <laughs> because you probably won't like it. Fair point. <laughs> so it's a classic in my book. Classic from Deb. All right, Paul. All right. If you're Anakin Skywalker, you don't like sand, then don't watch this movie. Otherwise, what? you haven't seen episode two? I have, but what does that have to do with this? He says, like, I don't like sand. This has a lot of sand in it. Oh, I don't remember him saying that. Sorry. I've only seen episode two once. All right. I, that could either be good or bad. I don't well, know. Yeah. It's up to you. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. This movie, I would rate... Uh, Despite a few people I know that absolutely think this is a bad movie, I would still <laughs> rate it a classic. Really? Yeah. All right. I was actually, I was talking to a coworker uh, uh-huh. earlier in the week, and yeah. she said, oh, I saw this movie over the week, and it was horrible. It was Stargate. <laughs> and I was like, what? First of all, what a coinky dink. Yeah, right. Second of all. <laughs> Must be on HBO. A lot. <laughs> She said she didn't like it because she couldn't relate to any of the female characters. The one um, female character? Well, I said, well, there was the old lady scientist. Who, oh, yeah, that's but, true. But then she didn't like the fact that I, I may be thinking that she could relate to old anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that conversation went um, downhill fast. Yeah, so I actually recommended, well, I know um, uh, there's the TV series. Uh, uh, sorry. Series. TV series has um, a lot of women like that. So there's other strong female characters in the TV series. Oh, okay. Sorry, this movie is missing a Janeway character. Uh, <laughs> but uh, besides that, I'd rate it a classic. I think it's a fun um, science fiction movie. All righty. So two classics. Yeah. Francisco. And, yeah. Um, let's go on to the next because we already <laughs> know what you're going to rate it. But uh, for nostalgic reasons, go ahead and tell us your rating. I'm not going to rate nostalgic. I'm going to rate this a straight up tragic movie. <laughs> and and I like science fiction. I'm you know I'm a Firefly fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm getting to be a TNG fan. Like mm, Christy's really turned me on to that. All that being said, it's not like a, I'm against sci-fi. I just like I said characters i could care less about and a movie that goes on too long well he also did say he was having a bad week and you know moods affect movie watching anyway but moving on uh, but this is only the second time i've seen this movie which oh, really yes and so yes, it wasn't, well, this is... that's the problem <laughs> no go ahead that I know. you don't is like a possibility it, but, but anyway no, the, the retro rewind podcast rates stargate a disputed classic movie <laughs> Sorry, Francisco. Uh, I know that bugs you. That's fine. I'd rather be one way than be a draw again because we're. I we love too it many when draws. it's a draw. In fact, I almost changed my answer today oh, just gosh. so that it would be a draw. Oh, oh, I'm glad you didn't. That would annoy me, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to stick to your guns, Paul. Actually, I did have a. I I struggled with it between nostalgic and classic. But no worries. I won too many points to make it nostalgic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to our new tube section. Alice, please engage new tube for us. New tube systems engaged. All right, what is new on our tubes, whether it's movies, books, music? Let's begin with Deb. My, what's new on my tube is yes. I am reading the Divergent series. Oh, so, okay. 
Yeah, I finished, um, I saw the movie first, mm-hmm. and then I read the book Divergent, mm-hmm. and now um, one of my students had the second book, so I'm in the middle of that. Oh, cool. Are they beating each other up just as much in the second book as they did in the first? Uh, yeah, basically, uh. but but in, but in for different reasons and in different ways. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Do they and, still uh, do that weird fighting style with the elbow up, which doesn't seem to make any sense to me? That's not in the book. Oh, well, I don't know. I haven't read the book. No. Um, Neither have I. <laughs> actually, the all the factions are are um, at loose ends, so they're trying to they're trying to reform their society, and, mm-hmm. and so that you know, there's a lot of confusion and so forth, and who who's uh loyal to who and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Okay. So well, they cool. need to decide who's on first. Oh my gosh. Uh, and the book did I say the name of the book? It's Insurgent. Insurgent. Oh. Oh, okay. Well cool. Uh Paul, have you you haven't read the book, have you seen the movie? No, I saw the movie and um in the books, are are they still trying to kill Piggy? Or oh that's Piggy, Fire, Lord of the Flies, right? What <laughs> Anyway, how do you confuse those? Oh, easily. Oh. Kids trying to kill anything. Anyway, anyway. all right. Um, I um, I, I saw the first movie. Cool. There is I, no second well. movie yet. Yeah, yeah. There is no second movie. I'm well, waiting. by the time you hear this podcast, it there might just be might be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul, what might be your new tube this time? What might be, or what it is? I was just trying to segue. What oh. is your new tube? Thank you. My <laughs> new tube is not a tube at all. It's a book. A book. I got book? this book called Masters of Anatomy. <laughs> Ooh. I got it from my mommy and my Aww. daddy. And it just came in. And it's basically a collection of uh, uh, regular poses uh-huh. uh, from... All kinds of artists across the field. You have comic book artists, animation artists, well-known artists, um, traditional style artists. Oh, cool. Wow. And basically, it's it's called Book One, The Ideal Male and The Ideal Female. And it's basically every, all these artists' reference of just a you know, straightforward mm-hmm. point of view, the angle and the side. And you can see how the the different how the, the different artists draw and everything. That sounds so interesting. So essentially it's every, a ton of people's take on how to solve the same problem. Exactly. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. And it's interesting to compare some of the different things. Do, so. do they and give it's done by master artists? Yes. Oh, like they even have like Leonardo and, and no, Michelangelo. No, no. But professional Raphael, artists of today. Donatello. No, no, Splinter didn't teach these ah, guys. Okay. Um, well, that's really awesome. Do they go into detail? Like, do they write commentary about why they made no, certain decisions? It's just, ah. it's just a white page. It's all black and white. Mm-hmm. So it's all, and it's just. Well, that's really every, cool, though. Every page is a new artist, and it's called the the mass Masters of Anatomy. Masters of Anatomy. Okay, very yeah, cool. You can go to mastersofanatomy.com and order the book yourself. Alrighty, thank you. We did it through Kickstarter. Yeah. Oh, it's a Kickstarter. Oh, fun. yeah. It started out as a Kickstarter, and they just get, were released right now. Oh, nice. So they're now available. So that's uh, two Kickstars that the Retro Rewind podcast has uh, actually launched. Good job, yeah, us. Yeah. So far. So far, yes. 
<laughs> so Francisco, what Kickstarter are we going to launch? <laughs> and what's been new on your tube lately? Uh, I don't know which one we're going to start next. I I really want. I wish I had done Biblioteca, but didn't get mm. on board with that one. Uh, but what's new on my tube is the Lego Movie. Oh. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Um, yeah, I so I grew up on Legos, and uh, my favorite were I had the whole Magnetron Master Set, like the whole oh thing, gosh. all made. And one day I come home from school, and it's all destroyed. Oh no! I what don't, happened? I like is it, no. It is way before like my that's a dog I had at one point. Uh, is either I can't remember if it's Steven. I don't think it was. I think it's Kitos. Just he he's calling you out, Kitos, to play with them and broke them. That's my understanding. I was away, so I I don't really know what happened. But yeah. So if after you loved that, it enough, you would never be away from it. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh. have school or anything. <laughs> well, we obviously know where your priorities oh are. Uh, Just for the record, I did not like that movie except for the beginning. Oh, oh, really? Oh. I, I mean, I, I was like you, Francisco. I was like, I, I like Legos and stuff. And uh-huh. I have the I have the, uh, the the song, Everything is Awesome on my phone. Uh-huh. But I was... You don't was like boring. how people are special? Oh, I it was boring like, how- like the movie Stargate. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I agree. Not <laughs> about this movie, but I agree Stargate's boring. I'm, gl- I'm glad so you're it, finally come around to that Stargate. And the Lego wow. movie is boring. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess I misunderstood. No, I, I don't. I, agree I, with that. I, I, uh, I was. It was just like too predictable, and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it is definitely a kids movie. I, I will completely give you that. Um, but I, I still enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed and a I, lot of and the comedy I, of it. And I, I loved how they did great things with the Legos mm-hmm. themselves. Absolutely. And I thought kids will really love this. Yeah. Paul, and you I seen thought it? Batman was cool up until about halfway through the movie, and then he's not Batman anymore. He's a jerk. Yeah, anyway. I noticed that too. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what did you think about this movie? Why is it new on your tube, or I what did you want to say about it? Just that I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Oh, okay, you enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. You liked it. Okay, that was all. I'm glad there's a movie out there, Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is that about? <laughs> Probably Peter Pan, Swiss Family yeah. Robinson, yeah. Stargate. Uh, there's, shall we continue going on? You can go back if you if you go back. To 43 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I rate a classic, so you don't have to go okay. back that far, okay? But still, but I'm just saying, recently, all the movies I've loved, you, yeah, you liked. know, that's <laughs> true. I I can't contest that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Peter Pan, though, I think we're getting a message in a few messages in about that. So, uh, Alice, please bring up the communication satellites. Online. Receiving incoming transmission. Tinkerbell heard our last podcast and she is ticked. Ring 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 Yeah, that was that was a real uh, drop there. <laughs> All right, before 
uh, our last episode, episode 46 on Peter Pan, I had uh, sent out uh, a message uh, to a friend of mine uh, from church. Her name's Daria. And I asked her because on her, I asked her for her opinion on Peter Pan, excuse me, because she's a Native American herself. And unfortunately, I hope to get her response back before the episode, but I sent it out like the a few hours before we recorded. So it wasn't fair of me to ask that recently or that soon before. Um, she did respond back though. And I wanted to read it here because I thought it was a really insightful response. Um, and so I asked her given that it didn't seem like I'd watched the movie already. So it didn't seem like native Americans were put in very good light. I asked her what her opinion on that was. And this is what she said. For me, the images of the Indian characters in pure, in the Peter Pan movie as a kid made me not want to identify with my native, with my native culture because of how silly they acted. And I did not see any of my family like the cartoon characters as a parent. Now I do love the story of Peter Pan, but to, but I do take the opportunity to explain to my kids, our tribal specific culture and let them know how special they are because they are native. My hope is my kids and other Native children can see movies like Peter Pan and be able to distinguish a real Indian from a Hollywood Indian. As I grew up, I learned my culture was something to never be ashamed of and educate others on what it means to be a real Indian. So I thought that was was really cool to have that insight. And so it sounds like if I can read into her comment, she she isn't like, completely written off Peter Pan and think it's a travesty or anything. Um, and this is, I think, exactly why. we. It's good to engage other people in conversation and get their take. Because I think you said, Paul, last time, it, it probably does go from person to person. Yes. And so after the movie, uh, after the movie, after the episode was released, uh, listener Brian Keating from the Grand Emperor's Retro Video Gaming blog uh, wrote out a lot of stuff that I had not realized about Peter Pan, so I'm going to try to read through it here. Uh, great podcast, guys. I'm only sorry I wasn't able to chime in ahead of time, but I have to agree with a lot of what you guys talked about here. I've always had these same opinions about the Peter Pan story and I've found, and found that Finding Neverland and the 2003 live-action version of Peter Pan helped shed a lot of light on the story for me that an adult would understand and take away from the story, but not a kid. In the 2003 version, for instance, the same character, Jason Isaacs, who plays Wendy's father and plays Captain Hook, I always thought there was something rather Freudian about that. Uh, In Finding Neverland, we see how J.M. Barry saw time and maturity as an enemy. Dealing with time and getting old is why Hook is so frightened of the TikTok croc. Barry meant to give this analogous embodiment as a predator, which was, that totally blew my mind. Um, I think this point of Neverland in The Lost Boys was to point out the beauty of childhood, childhood and imagination, and the pirates represented adulthood filled with its not too altruistic motives and need for mature and need for mutuality. I also have to agree with your viewpoint that men, especially dads, are constantly made to look like bumbling fools in pop culture. Don't <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then in except res- in 1953, they weren't portrayed yeah. like that. 
That's but correct. they did in this because the dad's yeah. like fawn all over the toys and well, sure, but I it don't... wasn't the norm back then, is what my mom. Oh, was saying. oh, 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 okay. I, I'll, I'll I, I have, I have a, a, a very definite opinion on that, which I will post because I don't want to take up so much time okay. here. <laughs> Feel free to post too late, <laughs> um, and then we'll read it some another episode. Uh, then, uh, in response to Brian, Sharon Powers, who's been on the show before, uh, wrote, I haven't listened to this episode yet, but Brian, I love your comment. I feel the same way about the 2003 version and Finding Neverland, as well as the Broadway production, the 1960 production of which I grew up with. I think you summed up much of how I feel about the story and how it's pro- portrayed quite nicely for what it's worth. So that ties up all our Peter Pan comments. Thank you again to Daria, and Brian and Sharon. Now, this comes from listener Sean McLean. He says, you should review Teen Wolf for Halloween. And here's my response to that. It is a very similar response to what I gave uh, Rachel Wunsch in our last episode. Um, just where I'm at with in my life, uh, I don't really do uh, werewolf or vampire movies or zombie movies. Um, that being said, for Halloween, our next episode is going to be a uh, ghost spooky episode. I won't spoil it. I'll let Paul tell you what it's going to be. I'll spoil it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I see dead people. Uh, I don't know what to tell you with that. I almost feel like a hypocrite because I'm like saying I can't do one and then I'm willing to do another. That's just where you are in your life right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So be it. So be it. Yeah. Um, you, you, you actually did a very nice compromise. Oh, thank you. I yeah, think. it's it's something for Halloween, mm-hmm. but it's something you can be comfortable with. Yeah, and it's a little scary, so for our viewers. So. Yeah, exactly. Or listeners, rather. Yes. <laughs> Who's you and us <laughs> right now? Oh my gosh! No, oh, no, no one. Um, and then, uh, so I hope that answers your question, Sean. We won't be doing Teen Wolf. Uh, then again, from Brian Keating, he says. Uh, referring to our Swiss Family Robinson episode, great podcast, a lot of fun, and I'm not just saying that because you mentioned me in the podcast, lol. So, so here's another one. Yeah, like, here's another mention, Brian. All right, guys. Uh, with that, that's the end of our feedback. Now let's tell people how to contact us. First, Deb, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. And if people would like to get in touch with you, how could they do that? They can uh, contact me through the show. Awesome. Yeah, just go retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact, fill out yes. the form and say, I want to make sure Deb knows this, and we will yes. uh, let you know. Um, Deb, did uh, Paul pass along the comments, the feedbacks that we got several episodes ago now that uh, some people, I think, I forget who it was, really liked the episodes you were on and was asking if you were going to be back again? Yeah, I, I, I've, I've listened to every podcast, even the, even the video game pod, podcast, because I just love the banter. Aww, and thank I you. think his, I think his name was Eric Michael. Maybe I, yeah, I, I forget. My apologies, listener. You know who you are, and but Deb, we pass that on to Deb, and we really appreciate feedback like that. I was like, yay! I have a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So thank you again, Deb. And Paul, thank you for being on the show as always. Of course, I got more points. <laughs> you did get more points. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, they can go to pauljpowers.com. 
for all your Paul J. Powers needs. That's right. <laughs> all right. And you can get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. Uh, now, before we get to what's we're gonna be where we're gonna be traveling to next time, a few a show announcements. First, I want to say uh, go ahead and go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash castervote, and there you will get to vote on the next ten movies we do, starting with episode fifty-three. Uh, so, if just want to give you a quick recap, if you were if we were to take the vote now, the these are the movies, and we've had some some shifts. Since last time we oh, did this, goody. Uh, so these are the movies we. These would be the top five we would do. We would start with. Oh, it's changed again. Even since I last looked, uh, The Wizard, Mighty Ducks, True Lies, Twister, and Father of the Bride. Oh, interesting. So yeah. the, those would be the I top like all five. Those. Yeah, if you want to vote those movies either up or down or yeah make sure if you say you want the iron giant to be higher on the list go vote that up or say you want et uh, et on, lower people. on the list no like, higher all the way down. doesn't want to do et make him do et <laughs> so he can yet add another tragic to the list <laughs> <laughs> just go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash cast your vote and there uh you can cast your vote just like it says uh Another thing I want to announce is that we have our live episode 50 coming up. Every 10 episodes, we try to do a live episode. Uh, so if you want to uh, find out information about that, go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash live. And there you can uh, we'll post the date for when we expect to be doing episode 50. And uh, I'm, I think we have the movie set, but I'm not sure. Do you know off the top of your head, Paul? Oh, dumb no. and dumber. yeah, it's Dumb and Dumber. Um, Sorry, we can edit that. Why? Okay, I don't know. You sounded I think disappointed. That movie, I yeah. think that movie's so dumb, I never watched it. <laughs> I would, You know what? I don't think you're missing anything, but I guess that stands to be seen. Another tragic. All we do is re- review movies from Francisco, unless it's Turtles. <sighs> well, you know what? Maybe that'll change. Paul, why don't you tell us what we're, where we're going next time? Next time, we're going to be traveling to the year 1999. Ooh. We're going to party like it's the sixth sense. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds like a party. Yeah. But until then, we would love if you would share the show with your friends. And if you want to support us even more, you can go to RetroRewindPodcast.com and click as many buttons as possible and read every single word and then tell Francisco where he... <laughs> where we could improve the website because he does all the cool websiting stuff. Oh, thank you, Paul. But most of all, thank you, listener. Um, however you listen to us, whether it's on your commute to work, while you're doing chores or your homework, we really appreciate you so much for subscribing, downloading, sharing the show with your friends, just listening. It It's so great to be, you know, be doing this retro thing with you. Um, and like a Pokemon, we'll catch you later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. <laughs> I have yet to go to a map, a map pointer maker. <sighs> really, we're back to this. <laughs> 
Stargate. <laughs> Come on. My that... mama always said that Stargate was a classic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... that's really literally true. 